What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well, having a good week so far. If not, I hope it gets better. Um, let me see here. We got UFC this weekend. I'm pretty excited about that. I dislike this weather so much. I hate the cold. For those that like it, I really do envy you. I hate it. But like I've said before, I prefer warm weather, but even when it's hot, I'm still complaining. So I'm never truly happy when it comes to the weather. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch them out the official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Later, guys. Deuces. And have a great week. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Punch in the Mouth podcast. I'm Adrian, episode number 90. Oh my god, we are 10 episodes away from reaching triple digits. Pretty exciting stuff, right? I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, but I am. Can't believe I stuck with this. Can you believe it? I can't. But we got a lot of stuff coming out this week. We got the picks coming out Wednesday, even though in my mind I just looked at the cards, so I was setting that up. So make sure you stay tuned for the next episode because I'm not sure if I want to release these Tuesdays and Thursdays, which I think I'm going to do. So in return, it's going to make me record Mondays, which is what I'm doing right now, and Wednesdays to re- release them Tuesdays and Thursdays to give me a day to record and get the graphics ready. So that's what I'm thinking right now. I th- I'm going to try to stick to that schedule, see how it goes. So first up, we got the results of a few fight cards this past weekend. UFC Fight Night. It was supposed to be Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann. But I guess three fights into the main event, main card, Nikita Krylov became ill and had to pull out of the fight last minute. So we'll see what happens. And you can see Ryan Spann because they had him talk to the media backstage. He was very emotional. I feel bad for him. I really do. Put so much work in for that to be taken away from me at the last minute. So the new main event was Brendan Allen versus Andre Muniz. Unfortunately, if you follow my social media, if you don't and you're listening to this, please do. Punch them out the official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. I put up the my bets for the week. I had Tatiana Suarez. She won. I had Andre Muniz. Unfortunately, he lost. And I had Nikita Krilov, and that fight didn't take place, so... I went one and two last weekend, making me three and one overall because last week I only had two picks. From I'll give you guys this. From what I see here for UFC 285, we're gonna go over them. I will give you picks on the whole main card. Um, I'll give you picks for the prelim, the main prelim card, and I'll even give you two picks from the early prelim. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight. That's eleven fight picks. Jesus. Let me make sure. One, two, three, four. Okay, that's five fights on the main card. One, two, three, four. That's nine. Yeah, it's eleven. Oh my god. 
I'm nervous. I'm nervous because if people follow this and they don't do good, they're going to be like, forget this guy. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And, and I do promise you this. I will bet based off of, I won't go with my heart because then I don't think anybody would win money. But I will do some risky bets. Like there's one that I want to do that it seems pretty risky. But for the most part, I think most people would agree with my picks. But we shall see, man. We shall see. Actually, now that I look at it, there's two risky bets here. But we shall see. Again, tune in for the following episode because that's when I will reveal them. We're going to go over the card later today, but that's when they will get revealed. So, Brendan Allen defeats Andre Muniz. Augusto Sakai defeats Dontel Maiz. Tatiana Suarez defeats Monte de la Rosa. Mike Mala defeats Johan Nisi. Trevor Peak defeats Eric Gonzalez. Jasmine Jadkaviskas defeats Gabriel Fernandez. Jordan Levitt, the Monkey King, defeats Victor Martinez. Odie Osborne defeats Charles Johnson. Jo- Joe Solucky defeats Car- Carl Deaton III. Nurlo Albi defeats Rafael Alves. And Albi, for whatever reason, decided to bite Alves. Like, what's wrong with you, bro? Don't be doing Mike Tyson up in here. I didn't see any of these fights. Because I was watching the Bellator card and then I had to leave. So I didn't see any of these fights. So I might go back and look at that. But still, man. What are you doing? Don't be biting people. Come on. What's going on here, bro? Like, that's not good. How are we biting people here? No. Malo. Bad. That's horrible. Let's see. I want to go here. Tatiana Suarez versus Monta de la Rosa. The female Khabib. You know what's a good fight, and people are gonna get pissed. I'm gonna about to say, I'm about to say this, but you know what's a good fight? <laughs> it's gonna don't get mad, but Tatiana Suarez versus Aaron Blanchfield. That's a great fight, and I still am with the notion that Aaron Blanchfield should probably fight all those other girls before she gets a title shot just to get experience. I mean, Tatiana Suarez wrestling a second to none in the female division. I could probably see. Her taking Amanda Nunes down just to give you perspective, like what's up, bro? And she was fighting at 115 right and now. She boosted the 125. I mean, she it could even get to a point where she goes down to beat champ champ. So we shall see. We shall see. And imagine patchy mix. Is it minx or mix? Because you read it, it says mix. Imagine patchy mix wins. There'll be a power couple, bro. Power couple. Of course, she's fighting Rafian Stott. In April, definitely checking that out in Hawaii. You know, I'm gonna be watching that. You know, I'm gonna be watching that. But Tatiana Suarez, congratulations. Who could she fight next? Now, the only problem with doing this show on Mondays is that I don't have a clear picture of the updated UFC rankings, but we could go over them on the following episodes. So that's uh, something I'm also thinking out loud here. So Stay tuned for that. Oh, oh, look, they're fixing. They're doing them right now that they have some rush. They have zeros everywhere. Like, look, they have some Russian dude's name up in the number one pound for pound. But I think it's Alexander Volkanovsky just in Russian. And then, like, everybody's repeating names. Yeah, like, they're fixing it right now. Yeah, so this is a bad idea. Let's not do this before I get confused. Well, this is some crazy stuff. I should take a, a screenshot of this and then post it on social media, but I'm probably not going to do that. So, But if you ever want to see it, go on the 
rankings page around this time every Monday, and you'll probably see if it's a major shift, right? But yeah, we'll do that on Wednesdays now that I'm thinking. Well, never mind. Okay, let me get out of here. Gusto Sakai defeats Dante Maze. It's probably Maze, right? Maze. I mean, it's a good fight. It was. A, I didn't see the fight, so I can say it was a good fight, but okay. And then Brendan Allen defeats Andre Muniz. Now, this surprised me because I'm like, Andre Muniz takes this guy down. It's over. Yeah, I mean, for the love of God, this guy broke Jacare Souza's arm. Now, don't tell me, oh, he fought Jacare when Jacare was old. No, no, no. I don't care. That doesn't mean the knowledge of Jiu-Jitsu goes away. This guy broke Jacare Souza's arm. And Brendan Allen went in there and choked him out. So, congratulations to Brendan Allen. That guy's a guy to look out for, man. So, let's keep an eye out on that. Let's move on to Bellator 291. I actually did see some fights from here. Yagoslav Amosov defeats Lorgan Storley 50-45 across the board. Jeremy Kennedy defeats Pedro Calvalo 30-27 across the board. Bryce Logan defeats Peter Quilly with an elbow. Jeez, that was a crazy elbow. Shainan Kavanaugh defeats Janae Harding 30-27, 29-28, 29-28. Leonardo Sins loses to Syrielang Clark. I hope I said that right. 30-26, 30-26 across the board. Gee, that's what, two ten eight rounds? Dang, that's cool. But yeah, man, so Shainan Kavanaugh versus Janie Harding. Crazy fight. Pedro, Peter Quilly. I was going to say Pedro Caballo versus Peter Quilly. Peter Quilly versus Bryce Logan. Dude. When that guy walked out to Zombie by the Cranberries, that place went insane. It was so insane, they were still singing the song while they were getting introduced. That was crazy. You would assume Peter Queeley was the main event. But unfortunately, Bryce Logan played spoiler. Hit him with one of the nastiest elbows i ever seen, and it was a quick one, too. It was like those exit elbows that they do when they're in the clinch and they're getting out, and he just threw it. <laughs> Peter Queeley fell immediately. And then, unfortunately, I could not see Jeremy Kenny versus Pedro Cavallo or Yamuslav Agusmosov versus Logan Storley. It's Amosov, not Yamuslav or whatever I just said. But what's Yagoslav's record at this point? He's 27 and 0. Okay. Here's the difference between Amosov and, and Hussein Ashkabov. Because Hussein Ashkabov was like 24 and 0 before going into the UFC. Bellator is a premier organization. That's something you guys need to understand. I understand they're not the UFC, but they are a premier organization. They have good fighters. I've said it before. Heavyweight, UFC beats them by miles. The UFC beats any heavyweight division outside the UFC by miles. I understand we, we want, every organization wants their division to be the best. Light heavyweight, I'm going to say this. The last undisputed champion, Iri Prohaska, fought their current champion, Vadim Nenkov. And that was a war. Yuri came out on top because Nemkov, like, he couldn't continue, which is fine. That fight would be crazy if they would go again. So I'm going to put an asterisk on light heavyweight. And I understand Jamal Hill is the champion, but he's going to fight Yuri next. And if Yuri wins the belt, it's the same conversation. And if not, I like Nemkov's chances against Hill, if that's what you guys want to hear. So asterisk there. Middleweight. You guys know what a fan I am of Johnny Eblen. So, let's not go there because we know what I'm going to say there, right? Welterweight, another one. I mean, you got Kamar Usman versus Leon Edwards coming up, right? But can they deal with the 
relentless relentlessness of Yamoslav's takedowns and his striking is getting better because before all you would have to worry about was him clinching you and taking you down repeatedly for 25 minutes but from these highlights that I saw this guy's striking is getting better his leg kicks hurt I mean he's learning stuff at American Top Team who's that lightweight lightweight Usman Nurmagomedov I already said he's the best fighter in the world featherweight featherweight it's a toss-up but I would give the edge to the UFC because of bulk. I understand Patricio is very good. But I would give the edge to the UFC. Bantamweight, who's the Bantamweight champion right now? Sterling and who's the other guy? For, for right now, it's Sergio Perez. But there's Rafian Stantz. So let's say Rafian because Rafian's the active champion right now. That's a good fight. And then I believe they don't have a flyweight division for the men. So there's that. So, out of all these divisions, I gave one to the UFC, I gave one, two, and I'm going to give the welterweight to Bellator because, like, you don't know, and then three, the featherweights, I mean, the lightweight I gave, so I gave, right now I have it 4-1, Bellator for the champions, if I were, were if we, today, they came to me and said, give me, we're going to do the heavyweight champion versus heavyweight, Bader versus the winner of Cyril versus Jones, we're going to do Vadim Nenkov versus what's his name jamal hill sorry because i wanted to say Corey hill but i'm like not Corey hill middleweight we're gonna do johnny eblin versus alex Pereira. welterweight we're gonna do yaroslav Amosov versus the winner of leon edwards and kamar usman that way we'll do nirmago madoff usman nirmago madoff versus well right there it's hard right but okay just for argument's sake i think usman would beat islam Okay, so let me start over. Heavyweight, I would go Bellator. I mean, UFC. Winner of John Jones versus Cyril versus Ryan Bader, UFC. Because John Jones already beat him, and I believe Cyril would blow, smoke him. Light heavyweight, I pick Vadim Nenkov. Sorry, Jamal, you know I love you, even though I just forgot your name like two seconds ago. I love you, but I would pick Vadim Nenkov. Middleweight, because of the skill set, and because it showed that Israel took him down very easily, I would pick Johnny Eblin to beat Alex Pereira. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I would pick Johnny Eblin to beat him. Number three, where am I? Welterweight. I would pick Yagoslav Amosov because, of, again, he's constantly going for the takedown and he's relentless with it. And Usman has, it's not that he doesn't use his takedowns anymore, but he likes to stand and he mainly throws punches. And Amosov's kicks look like they hurt, okay? And I know Logan Storley was a former training partner of Kamar Usman. But th that looks like it hurt. Lightweight, I would go again. Usman Nurmagomedov because I believe his stand-up is better than Islam's. That fight, let me make it clear, that fight will never happen. Featherweight, I would go Bulk just because Bulk has probably faced, like the competition is even, even though they face different people. Like AJ McKee's high level, Max Holloway's high level. But I would go with Bulk. Bantamweight, I would have to pick, I would have to pick Sterling and then that's it. So I have it. UFC at heavyweight. Light heavyweight, I went Bellator. Middleweight, I went Bellator. Welterweight, I went Bellator. Lightweight, I went Bellator. So that's four to one out of five. And then featherweight, I went UFC. So I have a four to three for the UFC. But either way, you could get, like lightweight could, could be flopped around very easily. I'm just picking Usman because I believe he has better stand-up than Islam. But that fight's never going to happen. I want to make that very clear. And I would especially pick Bantamweight even more 
once Umar becomes champion because I just believe that's it's not if it's just a matter of when he he gets the right opponents to say yes to fight him and for him to win to get him to the title shot because I believe he's the best fighter at the bantamweight division right now the UFC has just that since his ranking so low these guys go well look he's number 14 I don't want to fight him and that's saying something right because we all know how much I love um Peter Yan but I just believe Usman blows all these guys out the water like I do believe if Henry comes back, him and Usman would be a great fight. I don't know if they would fight because I know Khabib and Henry are very good friends. So I don't know if they would fight. I don't know if Usman would be like, okay, I'll go fight at flyweight. I don't know. But even if he does, right then and there, like I, be- I believe he beats Brandon Moreno as much as people don't want to hear it. I believe he does. Like He's the best fighter. Him and his brother are the best fighters in the world, in my opinion, at this point. Other than John Jones. But that's just me. But yeah, going back to the fights, I'm... Almost all Yagoslav, he's top five fighters in the world. Top five fighters in the world of all time because, look, he's 27 and 0. That's hard to do. And he's like, other than the first Logan Storley fight, I'm pretty sure all these other fights, look, look let's look. I have not seen first fight, TKO punches. Second fight, TKO punches. Third fight, rear naked choke. Fourth fight, rear naked choke win. Fifth fight, arm bar. Sixth fight, TKO punches. Seventh fight, TKO punches, 8th fight, TKO punches, ninth fight, TKO punches, 10th fight, decision, 11th fight, armbar, 12th fight, north-south choke, 13th fight, KO, 14th fight, rear naked choke, 15th fight, anaconda choke, 16th fight, TKO punches, ooh, this one looks like it was hard, 17th fight, split decision win, 18th fight, again, a north-south choke, 19th fight, anaconda choke again, 20th fight, Decision against Gerald Harris. 21st fight. Decision against Eric Silva. 22nd fight. TKO punches. 23rd fight. Decision. 24th fight. TKO. This Logan. The first Logan Storley one. That was a close fight. I thought Logan Storley beat him. But he didn't. So that was a split decision win for Yamosov. Douglas Lima total domination. The Logan Storley fight. They're saying this was a total domination. This one looked worse because... I, some of the highlights show his striking, and he was piecing Logan Storley up on the feet, and then he went for the takedown. I mean, yeah, you put him against Usman, I'm gonna pick him. I'm put put that on record right now. If tomorrow they make that fight, I would pick Yamosov Agos. Amosov, sorry, night. I did it again, huh? Yamosov Amosov. I would pick him. I would pick him. Him versus Connor at 170. I'm picking him. Him versus Chandler. I'm picking. The point is. This guy is the man, okay? The man. He went, defended his country during this current confrontation they're having with Russia. I don't like using the word war, but that's what it is. And then they're like, okay, you, he, his, his people told him around him, bro, you need to go defend your belt. He said, okay. Because he said, I was ready to walk away to defend my country. I, I wasn't thinking about MMA a year ago. He just came off of Ariel show to, to say that. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. He's like, because I asked him straight up, he's like, did you ever think you would come back to MMA? He's like, no. I was just worried about defending my family, my friends, my country. I wasn't thinking about MMA. And then once I was able to come back, I came back. Because originally, if you guys don't remember, remember MVP fought Logan Storley for the interim belt? Originally, that was Amosov's fight, but that was before any of this happened. And I remember getting the press release saying that Amosov has pulled out of the fight in order to go defend his country. That's the most gangster move ever, okay? 
Like, so don't come at me that this guy's not the man. And then, honestly, I'm like, he's going to come into this fight? And this guy, uh, originally I thought, Logan, you're going to beat him because this guy's probably not training very well. But, boy, did he prove me wrong. He's the man, bro. I'm a fan. I wasn't a big fan. But now I am. Like, this guy's the man. Anyone again, again, now I'm on, now, like, I'm on the Johnny Evelyn train, I'm on this guy's train. He beat anybody, anybody. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but he, he can do it. He has the potential to do it. He trains at American Top Team with guys like George Masvidal. Uh, who else? Who else trains at Johnny Eblen? So don't tell me he can't win in the UFC. Put him against top five guy right now. We're going to look at the rank. I'm going to come back to it. We're going to look at the rankings on on Wednesday. This guy can do it. But I believe Bellator is paying him so well that he's saying, oh, you guys want to fight? Come fight me in Bellator. Because I believe his contract is so good. And again, I've always said this. Just because this other promotion has positioned themselves to be the best of the best doesn't mean you're going to make the most money there. And at the end of the day, championships and legacy don't pay the rent. Don't support your family. The f money does, bro. And if that's what you want, bro, by all means, I can sit here, turn black and blue in the face. Because he said, these other promotion guys want to fight me, come to Bellator. He's probably making a lot of good money there. And he probably has endorsements that he probably couldn't have if he was fighting in the UFC. And it's very easy for the fans to say, well, what is not he just fight for the UFC in a little bit and then go back to those endorsements? Like, we don't know how these people live. What if he can't? What if that's just not a feasible option? Okay, I'm sorry for that rant. You know how much I love doing those things. I really do love ranting a lot. But let's move on. Of course, Sunday was the big Logan Paul versus Tommy Fury fight. Here are the official scorecards. Now, one thing to note that these scorecards don't reflect is that in the fifth round, the ref took away a point from Jake. I said Logan. Did I say Logan? I meant Jake Paul. Sorry. The ref took away a point from Jake for hitting Tommy in the back of the head. And then in the sixth round, he took a point away from Tommy because he was holding him. So here we go. Keep that in mind. Fifth and sixth rounds, point deductions. Oh, oops. So the first round. One judge had it 10-9, Tommy. Second judge had it across the board. It was 10-9 for Tommy. Second round, 10-9 for Tommy on two judges' scorecards. One judge gave it to Jake, 10-9. Round three, 10-9, 10-9. Across the board, 10-9 for Jake. Round four, across the board, 10-9 for Tommy. Round five, here's the point deduction, 10-9, 10-9. See, like, look, I don't understand this. Because on one judge's scorecard, Jake won the fifth round. But you would have to put 9-9, wouldn't you? He put 10-9. So this would be an even round, 10-9. Like, what's wrong with this guy? But they do know right here to take a point away. So this should be 9-9 even if he really feels that way. Again, in the sixth round, like, what are these guys doing? They're putting 10-9 for Tommy across the board. That should be an even fight in round 9-9. Because they all gave Tommy the the sixth round. The seventh round, one judge gave it to Jake. Two judges gave it to Jake. One judge gave it to Tommy. And then the eighth round, they all gave it to Jake 10A because he gets the knockdown in the eighth round. And now people are calling this a robbery. First of all, this fight went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. Jake was the one looking for the big punches while Tommy was trying to box it. And another thing people need to keep in mind, these are eight rounds, not 12. So... Don't call it a robbery. This could have ended in a tie because they were even number of rounds. But yeah, man. It says, 
Tommy Fury took the fight to Jake Paul in Saudi Arabia last night, earning a split decision win over the problem child. Two judges scored the fight 76-73 for Fury while a dissenting judge saw it 75-74 in favor of Paul. Watch the highlight here. But yeah, man, I thought it was a good fight for what it was. Now, there is a rematch clause in place. I, at first, there wasn't, but I guess later, Jake put, I mean, yeah, Jake Paul. I was going to say Logan again. Jake put that in because after the fight, he said this. Honestly, I fell flat. I got sick twice. I got really sick twice in this camp. Injured my arm. So if I wasn't my be- it wasn't my best performance. But I lost. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying it wasn't my best performance. I fell a little flat. And like I said, we're going to come back and get the W. Don't judge me by when wins. Judge me by my losses. So he must have put that in there because I know at first it was not in there. So he must have had the idea, like, this guy's going to beat me because I didn't feel good. My arms hurt. Couldn't train very well. But let's go get the bag. That's what could have went through his mind. This weekend, John Jones versus Cedal gone for the heavyweight championship of the world. I am excited. Cannot freaking wait. The return of Johnny Bones Jones versus Francis Cyril Gan in the co-main event. You got Valentina Chevchenko versus the Pride of Mexico, Alexa Grasso. In the feature bout, you have Jeff Neal coming off that spectacular win over Vicente Luque, taking on Shevkar Ragmarov, the lesser-known Hamza Chimaev. That's what everybody says. And another feature bout, you got. The Violent Man, Mateusz Gamrot versus Rising Star, Jalen Turner. Dang, that's a good fight right there. And then, to open the main card, you have Wrestling Phenom, Bo Nickel versus Jeremy Pickett. And then, in the feature prelim, we got Cody, No Love Garbrandt versus Trevin Jones. And then, in another great prelim fight, you have Derek Brunson versus the Chris Duplices. And then, in a... Good flyweight matchup. You have Viviani Arojo versus Amanda Hibas. And then to open the main prelim card, you have the Cuban Missile Crisis himself, Julian Marquez versus Mark Andre Barrialot. And then in the featured early prelim fight, you have the kid from Ireland, Earring Giri versus Song Kinan. And then, and then you have Tabitha Ricci versus Jessica Penne. You have some other fights there, but for the most part, that's the card for the UFC 286. For UFC 286, the for UFC 286. Cannot wait, my boy Julian. I like that guy. I hope he wins. I hope he wins so I can get another memorable post-fight interview. And they better interview him, bro. That's good TV. I don't care if he wins by decision, and you guys gotta keep going. Give him an interview. That dude always says some crazy wild stuff. I like that guy a lot. So we, I'm going to definitely watch that fight. I'm just excited, man. I'm excited. So let's see here. This Jeff Neal versus Jakar Ragmara. That's a crazy fight. It's going to be high pace. Same for Mateusz Gamera versus Jalen Turner. I want to see how long it takes Bo Nickel to take Jeremy Pickett down. I'm going to say within the first 30 seconds. But Mateusz Gamera versus Jalen Turner. So originally, it was supposed to be Terrence McKinney, I believe. Let me see. It's going to tell me right here. 
Dan Hooker, I'm sorry, it wasn't Terrence McKinney, it was Dan Hooker. But Dan Hooker got hurt. So then they asked Mateusz Gamrod to step in. Now originally, I was going to say Phil Brooks. Will Brooks wanted to take this fight. But he, I don't know if the UFC just doesn't want anything to do with him. Or I don't know if they, they just want him to get more win. What's Will Brooks' current record? Let's go look. But he's trying to get back into the UFC. I hope he gets in. I know he has a fight book. But we shall see. We shall see. He is currently on a 1-2-1-2-4 fight win streak. So, let's see what happens. But they're all catchweight fights. Why? He fought Glayson Tebow? Was, was that at 170? But okay. So, let's hope we see Will Brooks back sooner than later. But going back to this fight. Mateusz Gamera versus Jalen Turner. Crazy. It's a crazy fight. I like Jalen a lot. Mateusz is crazy. Again, look out for the pit picks next the following episode i was gonna say wednesday but by the time you guys hear it it's gonna be thursday so and i will put the graphic up on instagram jeff neal versus shafka ragmanov crazy fight alexa grasso versus valentina chevchenko now remember when i said i wonder why they didn't offer this fight to manan ferot they did apparently she said no because she was injured and she had to get surgery uh valentina revealed that right now when she appeared on ariel show so that's why they went with Alexa Grasso. This is going to be a crazy fight. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this fight. Again, and originally what they wanted to do was Amanda Nunes versus Irene Aldana. And I don't think this fight was supposed to take place on this card. Because they, because Alexa Grasso, she's also from Mexico. And Irene Aldana is from Mexico. So I think they used this fight to replace that one. Because I don't think they were going to do a three fight three title fight card they only do that for like msg or the end of the year uh, i wouldn't think they would do it for some random card in march john jones versus Cyril gone dude it's finally here it's finally here the one thing we have to look out for is because i've always believed this and this is taking nothing away from john jones i've always believed a lot of his success was because of his tall lanky body and how he had so much reach on people like for example, what's his reach? Tell it to me here. And I'll break down the Valentino fight a little more once I do this one. He has an 84 and a half reach, John Jones. And let's look at his last fight. Dom let's look at Dominic Reyes' reach. Dominic Reyes has a 77 inch reach. So that is what? So 74 to 84 is 10. 75 to 9, 76. So he had, he had a 7 and a half inch reach advantage on Reyes. And now I want to see... With Cyril's reaches, Cyril Gan's reach is 81. So John Jones is only going to have like three and a half inch reach advantage on him. Yeah. So that's going to be a big deal. I want to see if I was right all these years because for me, I maintain a lot of John's success. It was because he was so long and tall for the weight class that they had a hard time hitting him because of his reach because he could hit them where they couldn't hit him. So Saturday, one of those questions becomes answered. And John says that to him, it's crazy that the, one of the best wrestlers Cyril ever fought was Francis Ngannou. But there was never really any big wrestling fighters. That's not the good way to put it. Wrestlers in the heavyweight division. Like the one that comes to mind is Curtis Blades. And I believe Cyril and him have never fought. I'm going to go check to be sure, but I don't think they ever have. Yeah, they have it. But again, the heavyweight division is very shallow. Like... He doesn't need to fight him in order to get a title shot because Francis beat him twice. Now, could they go and fight after this? Maybe, but we shall see what happens. But there's another big 
been a big wrestler in the heavyweight division until Curtis Blades and now John Jones. I wonder if John is going to use that more because he usually didn't use it at light heavyweight because as he used to say, I would I like to be fighters where they're best at. So that makes me wonder, are you going to take Cyril down or are you going to have a kickboxing fight with him? Because that's what Cyril's best at. He's a good, he beat Francis in the stand-up first round of their fight and he made it look quite easy. So we shall see, man. We shall see. Or I want to see if John is willing to go to the ground because we also seen Cyril has some crazy leg locks. Because you would assume that's where John is going to win this fight. By taking Cyril down and just smashing his face in. Which could possibly happen. But if they stay on the feet, I like Cyril's chances. I'll tell you that much. And another thing to think of is how is the weight going to be for John? Like, is he going to have a hard time with the weight? Is he going to be able to move as fast as he did at light heavyweight? Because I'll tell you one thing. Cyril got moves like he fi- he's fighting at middleweight. That guy's fast. Okay? So don't tell me he's not fast. And he's good at throwing the leg kicks. I want to see that. And he's good at, like, he's good at waiting and counting. I'm talking about Cyril here. And I wonder if that's going to frustrate John. Because that's what John's good at. I wonder if that'll frustrate John to start making mistakes in, like, around round three or round four. That's what I'm wondering. But it's a crazy fight, man. I would say if it ends within three rounds, it's because John Jones beat him within three rounds. And then I would say if it goes to the decision, I like Cyril's chances. Because I think Cyril can win this fight. It's a very winnable fight for Cyril. And he's very young in his career. And that's crazy me just saying that. Now, one thing I don't like that John Jones is saying is like, like he sounds hecka salty right here. Like, because at first, like when Francis first left the UFC, he's like, oh, well, Francis did what was right for him. And I wish him nothing but the best. And now he comes back with this. I found an interview of Francis talking about He'll be he'll be forever the undisputed champion because no one beat him. Once I saw that, my tone changed. I thought I would tell how I really felt. He did make the right decision. He left before I came back. John, why are you salty, bro? Why are you salty, bro? Don't be salty, bro. Why are you salty? Don't be salty. My man is salty. I mean, but... And then I went looking for this so-called interview. I didn't find it. The closest thing I found was this. The closest thing I found was this. The closest thing I found to what he said that Francis said was this. Because I I went looking for this interview. I didn't find it. So if somebody out there finds it, please send me the link. You can send it to me on Instagram or Twitter. Again, punch in the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Please send it to me. Because I don't want to call John Jones a liar, but I didn't find it. Look, this is the only thing that says. I want to share my excitement for the heavyweight fight between John Jones and Cyril Gaon. It's going to be a very exciting fight. I'm going to be watching that fight. But we all know the term undisputed means nothing here. Yes, it really means nothing. I mean, he's right. Because when Francis won the belt, that person was considered the heavyweight champion. Like, they built the Stipe Daniel Cormier trilogy fight around being the best heavyweight fighter of all time. And Francis went in there and blew him out the water within two rounds. And... Because of this contract dispute, Francis is like, okay, the best thing for me to do right now is leave. Which is fine. That's fine. Like, there's no, like, Francis did not do anything wrong. I honestly think Francis is going to invoke change because other fighters, like Nate Diaz, did the same thing. Like, look, bro, you can have the power. You just have to show you're not willing to let them do whatever they want with you. Because I'm pretty sure they were offering Nate and Francis ridiculous amount of money. And they're like, nah. That's what they both did. So, for John Jones to come out and say this, I'll read it again. I found an interview of Francis talking about he'll forever be 
the undisputed champion because no one beat him. Once I saw that, my tone changed. I thought I would tell how I really felt. He did make the right decision. He left before I came back. Smart move. I mean, he sounds salty. Like, and this has always been John's MO, right? Like, if you, you, you don't agree with him, he, like, takes it against you, which, again, that's just the way he is, which is fine. But what, what did Francis say to invoke that type of response? First of all, it is going to be very disputed for a long time among the fans because Francis never lost. Just the way Matt Hughes' championship reign was disputed because I'm pretty sure a bunch of people were saying, well, BJ beat the brakes off of you and then BJ left, which is fine. This has happened before. There's not, and there is no, nothing set in stone saying Francis won't be back in the near future and they may fight, but he should, like, because this makes him look mad and bitter, like, you haven't even won the belt. Say that after if you want. But now you're putting immense amount of pressure on yourself to win. Because again, I've said this before once this news came out. If Cyril Gan wins on Saturday, there's two winners. There's Cyril and then there's Francis Ngannou. And Francis Ngannou was the UFC. Because at that point, Francis won against Cyril on one knee. And if Cyril wins, you can say, well, the best heavyweight fighter is not in the UFC. Like, who can John Jones fight at heavyweight that you can say, well, Francis never fought him. He beat Curtis Blades twice. He beat Stipe. He beat Cyril. So, answer me this question. What was there left for Francis to do at heavyweight in the UFC? Like, let's say Jones didn't come back. What, what, what would have been left for him to do? Fight Stipe for the third time? Okay, that's one fight. Because he even said, the UFC offered me three fights with no extensions whatsoever. He says, and I would have signed it. Except something happened and he didn't end up saying it. He's like, I would have fought John Jones once. I would have fought Stipe again and then John Jones again. And then after that, honestly, if Francis would have retired, I wouldn't be mad because what's left for him to do? Again, heavyweight's very shallow. Like what he did is like, all right, I'm going to go make money boxing. And now there's talks of him fighting Deontay Wilder. Again, why are you sounding so salty, man? You don't got to do that. And then John himself is saying he's probably going to do this fight and one more and that's it. And he just inked it, I believe, six fight deal. So he's going to be locked in his contract forever with the UFC because if it's six fights, he still owes them four. Even if he retires, what the UFC does is freeze it. Unless time passes where he just has to make, you guys release me. I don't really want to fight no more, but I want to be in talks with somebody else. They did that for Rich Franklin. And that's why I believe Rich Franklin is the vice president at one championship. Let me see. Let me go make sure. He's something. I know he commentates and stuff like that, but he's... Also, so, something I won. He's the vice president, but he also does commentary. Like, when they, since one is now on Amazon Prime, talking about one, dude, if you guys didn't see the main event between, I want to say, John, his name's John Lineker and Fabian Andrade. Is that his name? What's his name? Dude, go check that fight out. The second one, right? Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to look at who the champions are. They haven't updated this, but it's not John Lineker anymore. It's, who did he fight? I forgot the dude's name. He's also Brazilian. Fabricio Andrade. That guy's the truth. How old is this guy? He's only 25. Um, I hope with this partnership with Amazon, a lot of these fighters get exposure because without it, I wouldn't know who this guy is. This guy's the man. What's his MMA record? He's 9-2-1 and two and one because he hit... John Lineker with the low blow in the first fight, which ended in a no contest. 
And then this rematch, he won 9-2. and two. But yeah, man, keep an eye out for Fabricio Andrade. He's really good. Those fights were crazy. But going back to what I said, yeah, they did it for Rich Franklin, so... And then Bellator did it for Ben Askren, and then won, and UFC traded. So crazier stuff has happened, but... John, for the foreseeable future, has locked the rest of his MMA career with the UFC with this new six-fight deal. Don't be salty, John. Just live your life, bro. Live your life. Okay, recap. Let's go. UFC fight night result. Congratulations, Brendan Allen. The return of Tatiana Suarez. The PITM picks, unfortunately, now were 2-1. and 2-1 and one for the year. I'm going to keep tabs. So at the end of the year... We'll see how the PITM picks went. Paul versus Fury, a good fight. Oh, it was a good fight. It really was. Do I want to see the rematch? Not really, but I'm not going to lie. If I hear it's on, I'll probably watch. Bellator results. Yagoslav Amosov, you got a fan in me. You got a fan in me. The day he makes his UFC debut, you know who I'm rooting for. UFC 285 preview this Saturday. Pretty exciting stuff. John's comment. Come on, bro. You're better than that, John. Come on, bro. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch them out official on Instagram. Official underscore PI. Him on Twitter. Peace.